Are you in your zone of excellence? Join us in this interview with Dr. Justin Wubin as we discuss the difference between success and fulfillment. Is your health thriving or is it merely surviving? Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where we unpack conditions and lifestyle challenges in order for you to be the best version of health you can possibly be. I'm your host, Dr. Mosier, and my beautiful co-host is my wife, Ellen. Join us on this journey to thrive. Hey folks, Dr. Mosier here, and I am so glad you are joining us. This is going to be a phenomenal episode. Uh, you've met Dr. Justin Wubin before on a previous episode, and I'm so glad he's back with us. But today, we're going to have quite an interesting conversation, something that both Dr. Wubin and I are extremely passionate about, success or fulfillment. Which do you want? Dr. Wubin, it is so good to have you on the show. Let's just dive in. What What are your thoughts when you think about the word fulfillment. Hmm. It's really fun because um, especially when you try to pull the differentiation between success and fulfillment, there's this like negative connotation with the word success because some people, they put a term of success, what other people put as term of success. Um, and I think the tough part is right away we think of, you know, how it's advertised as money and it's uh, other things. And obviously financially, you got to do well to provide for your family, but I think the biggest thing is success is like doing the thing God called you to do. And so like success for you or for me might be to have a successful practice. Well, what is a practice? Is a practice where it's failing financially and can't support itself and you got to fire the staff and close the doors? Well, that's not successful. Um, if, is it treating a bunch of patients and they're not getting results? Well, that's not successful. Um, is it having staff that's burnt out and hate coming to work? Well, that's not successful. And so it's an interesting thing. What is success and what isn't success um, is really defining what the word success actually means. And there's a lot of, oh my goodness, definitions of success and, um, you know, definition from different mentors, you know, success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea or success is just being in your zone of excellence. And I was really trying to define what the word success means. Um, And in, in mine, what I've come to most recently is success is just a story in your mind. It's a, it's a thing that you're chasing and pursuing to try to be in your zone of excellence. And the neat thing about it is when you're actually in your zone of excellence, that's when you move from success, the thing you're chasing, um, to that true fulfillment. And what I mean by that is I think we've all set a goal um, or tried to achieve a thing, and then we got to a level of uh, arriving to that, and we find out that it doesn't fulfill us. Now, was that success? Well, the difference is, is did, what did you learn on your journey? And that's why it's a progressive realization. Um, because I tell you what, there's some things when I'm chasing and maybe financially I didn't do well or I made a bad decision. And the question I had to ask myself is, what did I learn instead of what, how did I fail? And so if I can take that experience, what I was trying to achieve, did I learn something along the way? That is what success is. It's the journey. It's the growth. It's the it's, it's where you're heading. And, you know, the, the fun is once you get to a high level of a lot of either entrepreneurs or I don't care whatever it is, everyone has a different definition of success. But what they've typically found is it is the journey and the people you'll meet along the way, the life experiences. It's the 
um, life lessons, but ultimately it's the relationships you build along the way. And once you step back and find the things that worked or didn't work, um, can you truly be fulfilled in that journey? It's when you're in God's zone of excellence for your calling. And we're all called to do something different. And, and the biggest nice. differentiation is like if there is a, um, a person who is called uniquely to be a stay-at-home mom, and that is God's calling on his or her or mom or dad, his or her life, and she actually, that uncomfortable steps, that to that person is success. Um, if someone's uh, career path is to do financially well to provide a job for staff, which provides an outcome for either the patients, the clients, or whoever they're serving, it's different. And that's why we're all called with our unique skills, talents, and abilities. And so that's the fun part is the, the journey of fulfillment isn't necessarily even arriving. It's what did you learn on your journey? And the neat thing is, because once you get to that journey, if that's your end point, I will just tell you, you will be sadly mistaken that this is not the end point. It's just the steps. You know, you're going to get to a point. Either you don't get the thing or get the thing, whatever the result is. And the true fulfillment is stepping into God's calling and linking with the results or the outcomes you're trying to achieve and being really consciously aware of the relationships you gain along the way and who you're there to serve and what did you learn. Um, I don't know. To me, that's kind of the difference in the differentiation of success um, or fulfillment is really you match the outcome of what you're trying to achieve with that thing inside you. And you know what it is. Most of us, we know what it is, but we're too scared to actually go for it. But the people who usually talk about it are the people with microphones or uh, books or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the people who are reading it, sometimes they don't have that platform and maybe they have a skewed notion of what success is. So my definition of success, even if we're both chiropractors or entrepreneurs, it's not the same as everyone else. It's defining that crystal clear. What did God put you on this earth for and pursuing that? Nice. And sometimes, uh, we have to give ourselves permission to pursue that God-given purpose, that God-given um, desire, that that thing that fulfills us, that zone of excellence, as you as you put it. Um, you know, I just had a patient tell me how her husband is, you know, thirty-five and gonna totally change careers, and I was like, oh wow. And, and, and for both you and I being chiropractors, we are deeply fulfilled in, in serving our patients and treating our patients. Um, so obviously this is a show uh, uh, of general public, right? Uh, not chiropractors. So what would you say to um, the, the audience who um, may be seeking their zone? What are some steps to find that purpose that God has put them on this earth for. Hmm. Yeah. That, and that's a, the best thing is because we all have that different calling. So here's the best, best way to say it is I can't tell you what it is that yeah. God is calling you to do. I think too often you have gurus or mentors saying you need to do this. Well, here's the question is, is are you trying to achieve the same thing as that mentor? Then you should probably listen to them if they're you know achieving the thing you want to do. But I would figure out, you know, are you fulfilled if, you know, if you're, if you're a welder and you love welding and you've been given a skill of welding 
Um, and I haven't, I grew up on a farm. We have, just cause we have a welder doesn't mean I'm a welder, right? <laughs> but if you, if you find that your skill fulfills you and you can help either, you know, if you're the entrepreneur, you can cast a vision, do the marketing or do whatever it is. But if maybe you're wired as the employee or the person with the skill set, um, you have the skill set and it matches your fulfillment and you go home at the end of the day, knowing that you put in a hard day's work um, and you feel good about that. And is it perfect? Heck no. Is it always like, Oh, there's no, nothing ever will go wrong. No, you know, ask any, you know, again, if, if there's a woman out there who's transitioned to uh, staying at home with her children and you think, Oh, it's just a stay at home mom. Heck no, you like realizing you are mentoring future leaders or you're helping them overcome skills, but you'll never, you know, in, in hindsight, you, you'll never give that up. You have no regrets if you're if you're called to be a stay at home mom, because I know women who are like, heck no. Um, I have a I have an employee. She's like, I did a daycare. I'm good. I've, I've checked that box. Like, I'm not called to be the stay at home mom. So for her, success is a different game versus that person that goes, you know what? Um I just know, and you know, it's weird and it's maybe difficult maybe or challenging, um, but I think that's the fun part of the journey, at least for me, you know, the sometime is the drive of overcoming that fear of doing it, but surrounding the biggest, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is really surrounding yourself with other individuals who have done that, are going through that or are about to go through that because then that's when relationships come together because you don't have it all figured out and I don't have it all figured out. And Moser, you, Dr. Moser, you don't have it all figured out or whoever our listeners are. Mm-hmm. We don't, none of us. And and the, and the higher up I've gotten to different levels is they go, here's the deal, we all don't have it figured out. It's actually about community and finding mm-hmm. other individuals because we find that we're like on this flipping island and we're not. Because socially, when you're authentic and you reach out and you ask your neighbor, your friend or coworker or whatever, and you're able to be authentic, real, and just love them where they are and realize you don't have it figured out neither do they and stop holding yourself to perfection, um, which a lot of people have a challenge with that, then you'll be able to take those steps if that's your calling. Um, but me, I'm not going to tell someone how to, I'm not going to mentor someone in something I've never done before because that's the other thing is choose who you listen to, who's actually done it and knows how to do it. Um, and I think those are the principles I'm trying to everybody across the board, but it, it's scary. It's, yeah. it, you know, it's challenging. It's not easy, but you, as the, you know, there's something you need to do that you're currently not doing. And I don't care what category of life it is. If it's your occupation, your career, your health, your finances, anything, if it's in chaos, the other side is uh, that means it's in contradiction of what you feel called to do typically. And so you just reverse engineers like, what do I need to do that I'm currently not doing? And most of the time, people know, but they're too afraid to take the steps. But that's the importance of surround yourself with individuals who are like minded or have already went that way because they can hold your hand and say, it's OK, I've been there. Um, and, and, and that's the, that's the fun part of just being authentic and being vulnerable. And that's tough for people, especially if, if they've had either emotional traumas or trust issues in the past. Um, so that's why it's not the easy thing, but the hardest thing is who do you listen to? Absolutely. It is, it is definitely, definitely a process. I like that you mentioned community because hmm. our, our society, our world, um, I know you're up in, in South Dakota, we're in Indiana here. But across the U.S. or even the world, anxiety and depression is on the rise. And 
uh, isolation adds to that. But we spoke on the phone uh, probably a couple months ago, and we talked about time and money, time and money. That's that's always the big concern. Um, but you you mentioned something. You mentioned energy. Hmm. You know, if you're right. not pursuing that zone of excellence, you have a massive energy drain and you'll find yourself tired at the end of the day. Let's, I want to, I want to hear more of your thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah, this was, this is a really big epiphany. Um, you know, as a chiropractor, here's the thing they don't teach us in chiropractic school is, you know, they teach us clinical, you know, how to help a patient. And then they slap you on your backside and go, go like, okay. When you come out with a quarter million dollars of student loans, and no freaking clue how to run a business and people expect you to be able to communicate that and market it and save it and whatever. And they want it for free. Well, I mean, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> so you have mm-hmm. to learn different skills along the way. And so naturally as, and I don't care what you are, you leave college, you leave high school or in whatever career it is, you step into a skill set. Um, but the tough part is if you're trying to survive, you're trying to do everything. And that's usually how we all start off. But what typically happens is we're not in our zone of excellence. So I'm just going to speak to the chiropractors out there and, you know, take it for what it's worth. But like for chiropractors, what did I do? I started off and I just knew, you know, my dad was a farmer. And, you know, you think about if you're going to get into farming, you know, quarter million dollars of student loans, that doesn't pay for a tractor or land or, I mean, you aren't even getting started. So, I mean, I realize there is an investment in yourself that you have to do, but I pushed and pushed and pushed and I tried the best I could, but I found out that just because I was skilled kind of, or I learned a skill didn't mean I was the best at it. And so that's when I hired my first staff and you might think, well, I can't afford them. Well, when my skill set is not the behind the scenes clerical work, but I have someone who can do that and they're good at it. Well, I've now given someone else their zone of excellence and I can, uh, you know, I can love for them, appreciate them. And then the patients like, you know, better. And it allows me to now focus on the chiropractic adjustments opposed to answering the phone and running around doing those things. And they go, doc, you just don't feel like you're with me. And so when you hire the right staff who are good at it, then you can step in your zone of excellence and be the good, let's say chiropractor, or I don't care, whatever it is, but there's still a point where you want to help people or you find those bottlenecks and plateaus where I found out that I was not, I mean, fast forward about 10 years. I mean, I was grinding, pushing hard, doing everything, but that was the biggest thing I found is everyone wanted more of my time. And I, and you know, then here's what I find in not every profession, but about anybody who starts a business is their family suffers. Uh, because, you know, we say it goes God, family, chiropractic. I, and, you know, the, if you know, the spiel, you know, you've been around. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But do your, <clears throat> are your actions congruent with what you say? Typically, it's I'm going to serve my patient, serve my patient, serve my patient and maybe have something left over at home, even though they get the full version of you at the office. Hmm. Well, if I reverse engineered that, yeah, patients loved me, but I was doing everything so hard that I had to eventually say, no, there's a tipping point where I had to let go. And find out that my zone of excellence wasn't even only patient care. It was more of the, again, mine is kind of like the business mindset a little bit more on how do I make sure that people get the best experience? And then I hired a chiropractor who's awesome. And her whole goal, she doesn't have to worry about marketing. She doesn't have to worry about anything. She literally just focuses solely on taking care of the patients. And pride and ego would tell me that I got everything. And that's that solopreneur type thing. And again, it's a good ego 
pump when people pat you on the head and say, good job, doc, you changed my life. And that's good. It's fun. But there's still that point where now if we're in our zone of excellence, I have a phenomenal associate doc. And honestly, I edify her that she's honestly, I, I looked for her. She's, I, she's way smarter than me. She's way better than me. And, and I'm okay with that because ego would tell me that I'm everything. And, and, you know, there's a point when, you know, you go through that mental battle a little bit of, well, I'm not good enough. Well, I need to overcompensate and show the world how awesome I am. But once I figured, oh, that's why it was so easy for some other people to do that, because if I'm trying to connect with a patient, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about the business hat and I'm thinking about the staff and I'm trying to think of this and I'm trying to go like this. And then, oh, I got my family and this and this and this and this. I'm thinking about a thousand things. Do you think I'm present with that patient fully? Ooh. No way. But if I hire the right people and there are systems on ways to find out who is more entrepreneurial, brain driven, saying I want to change it and find a lot of ways and make sure we legally and ethically and kindly, you know, promote the message just because patients, you know, you know, have been like, dude, how come how come no one's ever told me this before? Well, if I put that on my current doc right now, serving patient goes, I don't want to learn business and marketing and especially in chiropractic school. Like they didn't teach us that stuff. It's, mm -hmm. I just want to take care of the patient. And so we have people now. And then I also have staff because with my mind going 5,000 ways, answering and putting out big fires and, you know, solving issues or helping people or whatnot, I need a middle person in there who can take my crazy brain that's running a million ways that can crystal clear communication to the staff on expectations. Because when a patient comes in, they expect medical you know, systems, they don't expect Ooh. chaos. They don't expect those things. They expect things to do well. Well, as chiropractors, when we first start off, we're creating everything from scratch. It feels like, or here's something from here and here and here and here and here. But until we figure out that we're our true zone of excellence is, Hey, my job is to kind of cast the vision, learn the thing, know the stuff about it, hire a person who can in the, be in the middle to say, Hey, here's what we need to do. And it'll take me a million words to get there. She can do it in four. And the doc who's like, just tell me what to do so I can serve patients. It's that's what I found was the cleanest system. So you just kind of figure out where your wiring is. You know, what do you more naturally fall to? If you're just a, if you're a person that goes, just tell me what to do. You're an awesome caregiver. I'm just again, I'm speaking to chiropractic, but it doesn't matter what business it is. But maybe you're a person who's really organized that says, I can take that and do boom, boom, boom. You're maybe an integrator, a person that takes that person with a big vision and then is the relay person and relays it. Or you maybe are wired like a, a visionary who has a lot of great ideas, grand things. And once we realize that we all step in our zone of excellence, it doesn't matter what the profession is. Just kind of figure out how you're naturally wired. And because we can all do it. But the question is, is it that thing that truly fulfills you? And there is going to be a season of grind. I know it's, it takes hard work and you got to learn things you don't know, but um, it doesn't matter whatever it is. It's just like, and, because I think the challenge runs into is do you have a leader who is really motivated by love or, and they're utilizing your skills or are they using you? And believe me, those leaders are out there too. You know, so I'm going to speak to the leaders right now. Are you utilizing your team? Or are you using people? Because they'll Ooh. feel it. And you That's have powerful. to, once you get to a, get to a certain level, because if you feel used, 
which a lot of people do. That's why, especially chiropractors, they go out and launch their own thing because they were taken advantage of. They were beat up and they go out and they try to market. That's why the chiropractic message is upside down is because the people who are not wired to that weren't truly taken care of. And patients on the outside going, you guys are crazy. Yes. Because if someone is not wired to give crystal clear communication on here's what we do, how we do it. And by the way, we all do it different, kind of like the medical model. There's um, mm -hmm. oncologists, there's gastroenterologists, there's primary. Chiropractic is kind of the same thing. That's why it's so different. You'll never find two the same because the challenge is we're all helping in our unique way. And maybe we have a passion towards migraines. Maybe we have a, I know with Ellen, you know, that was one of your biggest passions, helping her with migraines. Yeah. You know, but maybe it is sciatica. Maybe it is. a. I don't know. That's the tough part is because you can never tell someone what to do. But if they're trying their best to help everyone, it, it, again, it just turns into kind of chaos at that point in time. So it is. It's. I, I don't have the answer for everybody, but it's just kind of you take that self-assessment. Because if you are in your true zone of excellence, you can do a great job, be fulfilled in your work environment, and go home at the end of the day still tired because you put in a day, which is good but you still have leftovers for your family and the people who are, I mean, they're going to be the people who go to your funeral anyways. And that's why who I want to spend my time and my energy towards because, you know, I can help a lot of people, but man, who's coming to my funeral? That's important to me to make sure that I dedicate my energy to pour into them so they can serve more patients. So my kids can be better uh, leaders, no Jesus. I mean, all those different things. My wife, for my marriage, you know, and sometimes our physical health suffers because when we're taking care of so many other people that are priority, we become, uh, don't become a priority. So there's just, a, there's so many wheels and it seems overwhelming, but it's just like that. What's that little small step I need to do today? Or what do I need to say no to right now? So I can take one step closer to that calling. And it's big for each of us. And it's different for each of us. That is that is absolutely powerful. What do we need to say no to right now? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think on that one. But folks, I am so glad you joined us today. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Thriving with Chiropractic. Take care. Thank you for joining. We truly hope Thriving with Chiropractic is making a positive impact on your health and wellness. Please comment and share this episode. We would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, your story matters.